Greetings and welcome to the Do Evil Deeds podcast where I, your host, Destiny Bradshaw, sometimes brings on a guest to discuss the evils of the world and try to give the word evil a new perspective. Hi guys, welcome. Um, So I'm finally going to get a podcast uploaded on time. Sorry about last week's episode. So real quickly, I kind of want to like update you guys on a few things before we get into um, the evil deeds segment of it. So I want you guys to let me know. Are you guys interested in having an actual video for the podcast for on YouTube? I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to get it set up. Um, we're working on it. It's definitely. It's, it's definitely a work in progress. So yeah, that's that update. Because I'm kind of tired of the blank screen or like the, the logo being on there. Also, I figured out the headphones. It was a really, really <laughs> stupid mistake. All it was is I didn't have my headphones like plugged in all the way because my headphones have like two cords because you can like put different cords into the headphones so you can like plug it into different things because they're like professional ones um so yeah I just didn't have the the part that plugs into the actual headphones plugged in all the way and I just noticed that today because I was like I really hope that my headphones work today and guess what they are working perfectly and I was really upset before because I was like, no way, they're already going bad. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of all the updates that I have. So now going into the evil deed section and an evil deed that I have recently done. So I, okay, I thought <laughs> this isn't, I don't really know if this counts as an evil deed, but I'm going to count it as one. So I have been thinking for years that Keanu Reeves and Adam Driver were the same person for years I've been thinking that they're the same person and I don't know why they don't look that similar because I looked at pictures of both of them because I was like why did I think that they really do not look that similar so I'm really confused for those of you who don't know Adam Driver he played in Star Wars. He what was his character's name? It's Kylo Ren. That was his character's name. Um and Keanu Reeves, I don't know where I know him from. I I'm sorry. I don't know. Um me think. Another evil deed. So I've kind of been having I guess like imposter syndrome. So as you guys know, I'm a writer. I'm an author, a published author. You can go buy the book of disappointment on Amazon. Um, but yeah, so I, I've just kind of been having this imposter syndrome. I'm finishing up this book. I don't want to say when it's coming out because although I have a date in mind, until I have it available for pre-order, I do not want to say whenever it's out or give any details about it because last time I did that for my first book, I had a bunch of things pop up, but that could be because I was publishing it on Halloween. So, anyway, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything about, you know, when it's coming out. But anyway, so, I've been writing this book, and I've been having to reference so many books because I'm like, I don't know if, like, this sounds good with it, if there's too much dialogue, because there's a lot of dialogue in this book, because the characters, I have them, like, in my mind as, like, actual people, um... I mean, they're not people that actually exist. If, if, whenever you guys get to read the book, you'll find out. Um, but yeah, so I've just been having this imposter syndrome that's like not good enough. And I would have beta readers for it, but the one beta reader that I have that I actually like whenever she reads my books because she gives me good criticism and she isn't like, she doesn't try to make it her writing the book, you know? She doesn't try to make it like where I'm writing what she wants me to write, you know, how she thinks a book should go. She gives me genuine criticism, like, I think that this should be better, but she's really busy right now, and the only other person that I can think of for a beta reader, she very much makes it of, she, 
wants me to basically write what she has envisioned for this book, you know, for, and have me write her envision whenever it's, you know, my idea, my creation, you know, just that type of stuff. So it's like, I don't want to ask this other person. So I'm just kind of stuck with my own self and, you know, and I don't, I don't want to hire anybody to do it because I don't think it's that serious of an issue um but anyway maybe it is maybe it it is a big issue and then um but yeah so anyway what we're gonna do today for this podcast is read reddit stories because I've recently really been loving the two hot takes podcast and I really 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 loved their paranormal episode but here's the thing, they only have one of them. And so I was like, you know what, why don't I read some paranormal Reddit stories? And this is not at all what I had planned for today. I had something completely different planned. But I was like, you know, I really want to read some stories and react to them. And I've not read any of these before. I'm just kind of, I just kind of decided the ones based off of uh, the headlines for it. So anyway, we're going to read some of them. I am going to react to them. We're going to discuss them, deep dive into them. And yeah, so the first one I have pulled up, and by the way, this is on the thread, paranormal. So that's all I searched on Reddit. And the headline for this is, my friend passed away and soon afterward, was was he trying to communicate with me? So this is a very close friend passed away one day and that evening there was a super loud sound of something dropping down hard in the kitchen. <clears throat> After everyone had gone upstairs to bed, my roommate came out and asked if I heard that and if I was okay. He goes downstairs and finds a green lighter in the middle of our dining table. Neither of us had this green lighter. And there was nothing else on the table. He picked it up above his head and dropped it onto the table. And it was the exact sound we both heard. My friend that had passed away was a notorious lighter thief. Whether intentional or accidental, he always had more lighters than he started with at the end of the night. The following day, a mutual friend's phone started texting me, the letter P with some other letters. But it was strange and sporadic. Then she messaged me to tell me what she witnessed her phone doing by itself. It was crazy. I watched it happen first. It's the heartbreak emoji, then the green heart emoji, and then another heartbreak emoji was typed. I deleted that. Then the P typed. Delete, deleted enter again. Then your contact was open, edited and changed ringtone, then went to call you. I would not put it past our beloved to serious F with us. It was honestly too much to even think about because it was so unexplainable. Not sure if this qualifies as paranormal. I just can't understand it. So I would definitely say that that's paranormal with the green lighter and then there was the emojis especially it being like a green heart because maybe I I don't know this person obviously but maybe this person's favorite color was green and I feel like they would have put that together I don't know but you know let's say their favorite color is green and then or they were notorious for having a green something and they're trying to be like hey it's me coming back from the dead saying hey and the heartbreak emojis like I'm sorry I'm not there with you guys but I think like the green heart emoji kind of correlates to the green lighter maybe that's just me but you know it's just seems very coincidental uh so let's read the comments the comments say you don't always have to understand something straight away but it sounds to me like you'll have a, a friendly mischief maker around for some time I should add I'm sorry about the loss of your friend and then one of them said this is wholesome 
you agree. That is kind of wholesome. Oh my gosh, my nose is so clogged up right now. Probably because of, I'll tell you what's an evil deed. This Tennessee weather, and I know I say this all the time, it was like 70 going on 80 degrees, and yesterday it snowed. What? That makes no sense. But anyway, okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. So this one is titled, My Dead Cousin Has Been Commanding Google Home to Play Some of Her Favorite Songs. Oh, that's sweet. My cousin, female 14, just passed away a couple weeks ago. I was very close to her and we play music on my speaker. Last week, I was chilling in the living room. Out of nowhere, TV screen got turned on and went to Hulu under her profile name. No one had the the remote. We've looked for the remote for days. Fast forward a couple days later, I was laying on my bat on my bed out of nowhere. Google Home started playing some of her favorite songs. Three songs back to back. I'm freaking out. Never experienced stuff like this in my entire life. What do you guys think? Is she trying to send a message or trying to freak me out? Few days before she dies. We watched two paranormal activity movies, and she always tried to scare me. Oh, okay. So, I really think they're trying to, like, reach out to you and trying to be like, I'm at peace, probably. I don't know. Oh, here's a really long response. I kind of want to. Okay, I'm going to read this response. So, it says, well, it is possible for a subliminal message messages as in content we can't perceive with our ears to be embedded in audio and be played near or around devices that react to audio input to make them to make them do random things without our consent there's also a chance that the machine algorithm the thing in the tech that enables them to learn and adapt and perhaps develop could have taught to do these things okay so they're basically just trying to debunk it i don't know i think it is too coincidental that it was the google home and hulu all at the same time i don't know how their home setup is so like maybe the google home is connected to the tv i don't know but i just think that's way 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 too coincidental okay so that's that's just my um synopsis is that the right word I'm looking for I don't think it is okay so I'm gonna get past this thread and we're gonna go to a different thing okay I just kind of thought that this was funny so I thought the title of it was funny so we're we're gonna um read it my boyfriend got his butt grabbed by a ghost not scary but more funny last year we were going through a rough patch as we both lost our apartments because of COVID, we decided to stay together in his cousin's basement. It was nice, but it was an old house, so there was tons of noises at night. The basement was unfinished, no drywall, anywhere except random areas, no flooring, so it was cold on the feet. We had our own little bathroom down there, so it was nice. Although we had just finished taking a shower And as we were walking back to the bedroom in our PJs, as I walked behind him, I quickly reached back into the bathroom to grab my facial serums. I stepped back out and looked at my boyfriend. Then all of a sudden he, he did the no, he did the motion, you know, the movement dudes do when you grab their butt. I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark. He looked back at me. And I was a fair distance behind. He says, was that you? I was like, no. He claims it was me to this day, but I swore on my life that it wasn't. Pretty sure a ghost got a little handsy with my man. That's funny. (laughs) I just imagine a ghost being like, look at this dude. Okay. I'm saying, these are really weird. So I'm saying like, He's like, international searches. Greetings. We are conducting an, invest- an international search for highly intelligent individuals. 
This is really funny. There's like little ads on this um, thread. Okay. So let's see. Is this song? Oh, it was removed. Okay, never mind. Okay, so this one says an out of body experience. This is very long. So this is titled Sleep Paralysis Shadow Figure and Astral Travel. Okay, before we get into this, I kind of want to like get into some sleep experiences. So kind of my own experiences with sleep. So I usually have like really vivid dreams. I've always had them like just my whole life. I've always had like super, super vivid dreams. And I used to be able to control my dreams. And that's called, I forget what it's called. But anyway, I was able to like control what I wanted to do in my dreams, control my actions. I could not control other people, my dreams, actions, though, if that makes sense. Like I, if I wanted to go to Disney World in my dreams, I could go to Disney World, you know. It wasn't like an out-of-body experience. It was like I was in my own body in this dream. And I was like, just going to Disney World, hanging out. But I couldn't control other people's actions or, you know, I could only control my my own and the situation we were in. And so, yeah, that happened for a while. And then the reason why I can't do that anymore is because I was having a really scary dream. I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast but if you would like to read about it, I actually did write about it in the Book of Disappointments. I don't remember what the story was called, but it's a story about with the gold knobs. Uh, um, yeah, if you if you read that story, that's based on the dream that I had. It it was a reoccurring dream. Like I kept having this dream over and over and over again, and then eventually I told the person in the dream to go away, and then since then not had that dream and I got like crystals and stuff so like I wouldn't have nightmares anymore because I was having like really bad nightmares and since then I've not really been able to control my dreams again and I'm just kind of getting back into to having dreams because I was not allowing myself to have dreams because I was I was always scared that they were gonna be like horrible nightmares Um, but yeah, anyway, it was, it it was an experience to have. (laughs) So yeah, I'm just starting to get back into having dreams and I mean, I was having some pretty cool dreams too. A lot of them are written about in, um, my book, the book of disappointment. So if you would like to read, um, if you'd like to read about my dreams and you know, you can read that book. So, anyway, getting getting back into the Reddit stories. So, this one is titled Sleep Paralysis, Shadow Figure, and Astro Travel. It was a typical spring afternoon about five years ago. Laying on my couch in my room, the room was a master, so it was very spacious. I was very relaxed, comfortable, and I closed my eyes for a moment. Then I opened them and I felt paralyzed. I could only move my eyes. My TV, bed curtain, my bed, curtains, laundry, everything was exactly where it usually was. Nothing out of place or unusual except I could not move. And my vision was black and gray as if I was colorblind. I thought there was no way this was a dream. Is this what you call astro astral traveling? Did I do it? Is this what you call vivid dreaming? What is going on? As I asked myself these questions, my bed, my bathroom door next to me began to creak open. It was pitch black inside. And out, out of it came a jagged shadow figure that moved in a very quick, bizarre way. The shadow figure moved closer and closer to me. And I lay there helpless. I thought there was no way I, I would let this thing hurt me. Then I felt a strong urge to sit up. So I fought the paralysis with determination to set up. I began setting up. But nothing was right. I looked to my arm, 
my arms, torso, and to my surprise, my body was still laying on the couch. I had an out-of-body experience. The out-of-body experience was so weird and authentic. My spirit self looked like a NASA picture of space dust, and it was a gold color. I felt like pure energy. I looked at the shadow figure, and I said the first things that came out of... I said the first things they came to mind. F you. And I said, I said this out loud. The shadow figure went in reverse back to the dark and I became sucked back into my body instantly waking up. I quickly looked around and everything was, was as it was in my, in my dream. The experience is an accurate recollection. This story is true. I have never told anyone except a handful of people. I remember it to this day in detail and honestly think it was not a dream. It was a typical day and I was lying on my couch and nothing specific in mind. The next thing I know, I wake up in a dream. Before this happened, about a week ago, I was on a supernatural kick with my cousin. We were both very intrigued by the unknown and I wanted to learn more about the astral travel. I've always had cases of sleep paralysis ever since I was a child and read an article saying it might be the beginning of astral traveling or something. After the experience in my room, I have never had a sleep paralysis again and I have never really tried to astral travel. Did I break through the reality and afterlife barrier? Was I in a realm to be explored? I want other people's opinions on this. Has anyone ever had an, a similar experience? Was this an actual out-of-body experience or was it a vivid dream? What was the shadow figure? The reference on my spirit look, looking, exa looking exactly like space dust attached to my body. Has anyone else had an OBE out-of-body experience and seen themselves in the same way? Maybe space does have something to do with the afterlife. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, a lot of people are saying that they had, like, the same type of experience, but saying that it was, like, a white dust. Um, so, yeah, that's very interesting. I don't... I don't... I don't know, like... Um, I, I've never had an out-of-body experience or this type of stuff but that's very interesting I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie I think it's called Insidious let me look it up if I see the picture of it I'll know mm. actually I don't um, I think it's called Insidious maybe I don't know, what's that? It's a movie where basically this guy, this guy, um, Astro travels whenever he's really young, and then his son is able to do it, and then a lot of stuff happens. I don't want to ruin the movie for you if you haven't seen it yet. I don't think it's Insidious, so I saw the picture. Maybe it is, though. Maybe it is, and I just don't remember. But anyway, there's some, like, really cool scenes in there. If... You have um, not watched that movie, but if it's not called that, let me know because I, I should just stop talking now because I don't know if that's true. Okay, so now I'm looking up true crime. And I'm trying, I'm trying to find like a good one, you know. A lot of these are about murder. And here's the thing. There are other crimes to do out there besides murder. If you are somebody who is thinking about committing a crime, don't do murder. You know, you can rob a bank. That's always a good choice. Robbing a... Okay, I should not say... I should not say that that's a good choice. If you are a police officer out there or an authoritative figure I have not robbed the bank just letting you know but I'm just saying it always makes a good story about bank robberies however I did see on the next door neighbor app 
that there were a few banks being robbed in my area by the same guy and they have not yet caught him, which I'm a little confused as to why because I feel like everybody kind of knows everybody in my town. I mean, it's easy not to know somebody in my town because it is so big, but I kind of feel like everybody knows somebody through, you know, their mama, their brother, their sister, the auntie, their uncle, whatever. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm very confused, you know. I'm looking through this thread right now. Okay, I kind of want to talk about this. Oh, that's just a question. It's not an actual thing. But yeah, anyway, this same guy keeps robbing banks. I don't know if they ever caught him yet because this was like a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, people can be caught within a couple of weeks. They can be caught within a couple of hours. Okay, I found one that I'm actually going to do. Oh, wait, never mind. These are just pictures. But yeah, I ended up having to delete the next door neighbor app because people are so nosy on there. Like, they're so nosy. They're just a bunch of Karens on. I mean, not everybody who has the next door neighbor app is a Karen, but I had to delete it because there were a lot of people in my neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods that were like, talk, that were just saying stuff that did not matter. Like these teenagers are out walking in my are what out walking on my sidewalk. What a horrible thing to do. Teenagers walking on my sidewalk? How dare they? You know, I'm being like that. And it's like they could be doing worse things. They could be out they could be robbing banks. You know? They could be doing drugs. And they're just walking on a sidewalk, you know, just getting some exercise in. What is it with people and and teenagers? Like, people just don't seem to like teenagers. And I don't, I don't know why. I feel like, like, whenever I was a teenager, I got why people may not like some of them. But all of them, like, that's just, I don't know. Or then they'd be like... I saw Mary Sue in her bedroom the other day, and she was folding her covers in a very strange way. Mary Sue, what's your explanation? And it's like, why are you looking in her window? That's so, that's so weird. You could be charged with stalking. That's another crime. That's another crime right there, stalking. Um, please don't stalk people, though. Please, please don't do that. And also, if you're going to rob a bank, please don't kill the people. Like I said, we're trying to stay away from murder here. Staying away from the murder. Um, but yeah, there's other crimes you could do. You could steal stuff. I also don't recommend it. I'm just saying there are other crimes to do besides murder. Like, I've been scrolling for a while now, and all I see are murders. You know, we're going to... Here's a missing person one. So, we're going to click the missing person one since this is the first one on this thread. This is the true crime thread. That's not a murder. What is it, people? What is it? Why are you guys murdering people? Well, hopefully not you guys. You know, we do evil deeds here, but we're not. We're not murderers. And yeah, I am against murderers. I totally am. But like also, just stop murdering so many people. Stop doing it. Because, I mean, I don't. Who wants to hear about a murder every day? I don't. Okay, let's talk about this case. This is the mysterious disappearance of 19-year-old Caitlin Dennison in Midland, Texas. Caitlin Dennison was 19 years old when she was reported missing on January 10th, 2018. She was the last known to be in Midland, Texas with the truck driver she had met the night before, according to Caitlin's sister, Rachel Dennison. 
six months before her disappearance, she had met a man from Midland in Reno. During the last few months, their relationship apparently progressed. Then on January 9th, 2018, Caitlin and the unknown man flew from Reno to Texas together. Wait a minute. Hang on. She just met a random man and then they flew to Texas. I'm very confused. I myself am 19 and I cannot imagine just like seeing a random man. Was she being kidnapped? Was she kidnapped? Because why, why on earth would you just fly from Reno to Texas? And also, why would you go to Texas? I used to live in Texas and Texas is not like an ideal place to be. I know Austin, Texas was like cool for a minute, but like Texas is not like a super cool place. Um, so yeah. Caitlin never told her sister any details about this man, like his name or what he looked like. She only told them that they were traveling to Texas together. The day after they got there, Caitlin called Rachel from a Walmart in Midland. I love how they just say Rachel. Like they, they, she called Rachel. But Rachel is from a Walmart. So I, you would think like Rachel would be like the sister since they're calling her by name. Oh, oh, Rachel is a sister. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> This is according to Caitlin's sister Rachel Dennison in the first pair in the first couple sentences. Okay, so back to Rachel. Um, so wait, I gotta find it. Um, Caitlin called Rachel from a Walmart. Oh, so Caitlin was in a Walmart. Oh, okay. Caitlin called Rachel from a Walmart in Midland and and said, "This man makes me a little scared for my life." I love how it's just a period. Like, she's not like, this man makes me scared for my life. She's like, you know, this man makes me a little scared for my life. After the brief call, Rachel and Caitlin send her her location. That was the last time Caitlin's family heard from her. The police have found and talked to the truck driver. According to Rachel's Twitter, he said she was trying to find work but was continuously rejecting, rejected because of her scars on her body. I've never heard of that before. People being rejected for the scars on their body. I feel like that's a lawsuit right there. That's, that's really interesting. I want to look her up. Caitlin Dennison. Because I want to see, like, are these scars, like, this is the wrong purpose for looking her up. But I'm just very curious. Okay, she doesn't even, like, have, like, scars on her body. Wow, she looks like Kesha. There's no, like, visible scars on her body. So I'm very confused why people are rejecting her for scars when I don't see any. But she looks a lot like Kesha, like early Kesha from like her TikTok days, you know, the the song TikTok, not the app. But yeah, okay, that's interesting that she was rejected for her scars, but there aren't really any scars that you can see from any pictures. Like, I would, I, I could get, like, no, I can't even get it because that's so wrong on so many levels. But, like, if she had, like, a huge scar on her face, like, maybe I could see her being rejected for that. Not saying that it's right, just saying that I could imagine people being that rude and that disrespectful. But there's no, like, scars, at least on her face or on, like, her arms that I could see from pictures that, um... There didn't seem to be any visible scars. So, if there are scars on her body, they're probably where you can't see by clothing. So, then those people need to be questioned because how did they know about those scars then? Or maybe correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe there are visible scars that I could not see from a quick Google search. But, yeah, anyway. So, rejected because of her scars on her body, he told police one night 
When he was asleep, Caitlin had gotten up, taken her things, and left. That was the last time he had from her. Months later, police got a call from a woman saying she had given Caitlin a ride over to her boyfriend's work. That was the last time anyone has seen or heard from her, but they put boyfriend's work in quotations. The police had told Rachel that her sister's case is cold, but she refuses to give up. Someone's life choices, career paths, etc. should never hinder their, their chance of saving or finding. They had to beg them to investigate it. They also won't tell Rachel or her family anything. According to Rachel Dennison, on November 30th, 2021, we have finally heard from the Midland Police Department. They have assigned a new detective on the case and will have it moved up on their priority list and start from scratch. However, if you, just in case, to you know, let you guys know her height and weight is 5'4 and 120 pounds eye colors blue hair color blonde she has tattoos of an alien in the letter m on her left finger and an unidentified symbol on her right finger a libra scale on her right forearm piercings on both sides of her nose bottom lip tongue and med- Medusa? What's a Medusa piercing? Okay. Scars on arms or legs. Okay, so her scars are on her arms and legs. I didn't see any her arms, but like legs, you can, if you really feel the scars are gonna like, whatever, she can wear pants. Last seen wearing a fur vest, black shirt, black leggings. So see, she's wearing black leggings. So like, she probably wore pants a lot, so I don't know. With black leggings with braided down the sides and fray boots, and also like if you're really, if 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 you're really discriminating against somebody for scars, like you can't help scars. So you're just a horrible person. Then I know that is not the moral of the story, but just anyone hiring, if you're not gonna hire somebody for scars. You're a horrible person because you cannot help scars. Um, but yeah, Caitlin was last seen at Rick's Caber- Cabaret in Odessa and Walmart on Briarwood Drive in Midland just before she went missing. Okay, let's see if there's any updates. Okay, so I guess, so I'm reading the comments, and it says that she's also related to a cousin who also got murdered. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. Okay, but yeah, anyway, she looks like Kesha. So, if you see a woman who looks identical to Kesha, that's probably her. Okay. Let's see. Let's read one more story. Okay, so this one is titled, In 2018 in Ireland, I guess we're going to read a a murder one, because apparently there's not a lot of true crime that aren't murders. So stop murdering people! In 2018 in Ireland, a 14-year-old girl named Anna Kriegel was murdered by two 13-year-old boys. Boy A and Boy B are the youngest killers in Irish history. Well, this girl, I'm, I'm so, like, I'm, I feel so bad for these families, because, I mean, she, she was so young, she was 14, and I also feel bad for the boys' parents, because then it's, like, they have to live with that stigma of, you know, people believing that they're bad parents, and maybe they're not, because sometimes, I mean, working with kids, I can tell you, 
sometimes kids are just not like their parents at all. And there's like nothing, it's nothing to do with their parent, uh, nothing to do with their parenting, nothing to do with like, sometimes kids just act in the way that they do just because like there really is no reason behind it. And I know that we've talked about the psychology behind it, but it just, it, it's kind of rare, but sometimes like it just happens. Uh, like I've, yeah, it's, it's just crazy, but I feel really bad for these parents because now they're, now they have to live with that stigma that, you know, they're bad parents and they're probably not. They're probably like really great parents and just wanted what's best for their sons. But then their sons just like went off the rails one day. I don't know. This girl looked really kind. I know I'm judging by a picture. I'm just judging by a picture. But I mean, nobody deserves to be murdered unless you did something like absolutely horrible like you murder somebody else and then you know okay so let's go ahead and read the story Anna was born on February 18th 2004 no way no way sorry my birthday is February 18th so that's why I'm so excited um yeah anyway so Anna was born on February 18th 2004 but I was not born in 2004 in Navakunetsk, Russia. This is in Siberia. In 2006, the toddler girl was adopted by Geraldine and Patrick Kriegel, who were from France and Ireland and came to live with them. So I need to get some water real quick. My throat's a little dry. Although her adopted parents didn't have cultural ties to Russia, they wanted to preserve her heritage as much as they could. I love it whenever adoptive parents do this because I think it is very, very important to, sorry about that truck, there's a truck in the background, but I think it's very important not to erase somebody's history just because, you know, their parents couldn't you know, afford to keep them, we're in any type of situation where they couldn't keep the child, you know, and then they have to adopt, they have to put their child up for adoption, or, you know, and parents died, whatever the case may be. I just think it is so wrong for people to kind of erase their history because that child cannot control what happened to them. So they should still be able to celebrate where they came from, you know, that's in, in some cases, that's, all they have left of, you know, what they were born into or, you know, whatever the case may be. You guys know what I'm talking about. Okay. Maybe not. If not, it's fine. Anna was a very happy girl in primary school. So for those of you who don't, I don't know if primary school is the same in Ireland as it is here in the United States, but primary school is usually like pre-K to first grade. Anna was a very happy girl in primary school, but had some health issues such as being deaf in her right ear due to a tumor and having sight problems. Oh, that sucks. I feel so bad for Anna. She also went through bullying and only got worse in secondary school. Okay, so yeah, so secondary school is like elementary school for Americans. Because she went through puberty early and because of her personality, she stood out. Some of the bullying was about her height. She was 5 foot 8 inches. The average 14-year-old girl is 5 foot 3 inches. The fact that she was adopted... Okay, I'm going to have to hold this microphone because I'm no longer comfortable. So sorry if there's some unnecessary noises. The fact that she was adopted and some... She was adopted as somewhere sexual harassment. She was suspended for painting a black eye over her eye. Many believe that this was a cry for help. And eventually, sorry, okay, sorry, got a text. Um, she was suspended for painting a black eye over her eye. 
Many believe this was a cry for help. Yeah, okay, so why was she suspended? But then the people who sexually harassed her and bullied her were not. That's insane. Um, school systems, some school systems just don't have it right. There's no... Sorry, I'm very upset over this because she got suspended for painting. For painting because all of this was going on. And then the people that were bullying her, nothing happened. Okay. And eventually started fake accounts to bully herself because of this. Oh, okay. So it's now becoming a mental illness because of all this and what is happening to the people who are bullying her I want to know I want to know what has happened to them because it sounds like nothing of course we're just hearing one side of the story so there may have been consequences but it's not sounding like it because of this Geraldine insisted that Anna give her all of her passwords for devices so she could check them very good parenting right there on May 14th, 2018, Anna went to a counseling session at 5 p.m. She went home from school, changed out of her uniform, where there was a ring at the doorbell. Patrick answered it, and it was a young boy who was between 12 and 14 years old, and asked for Anna. Patrick asked what the boy's name was. He told them his name. This is Boy B. Patrick called Anna to tell her there. He or tell her they were there. Sorry, I'm a little confused. Patrick called Anna to tell her, oh, that he was there. Okay, they just had a typo. Patrick left as they didn't want him to hear, but when they finished talking, Anna had a big smile on her face and then left. Patrick then realized that he didn't know where she was going and looked out the door and saw them walking in the direction to St. Catherine's Park. So he figured that's where they were going there, figured that they were going there. But Anna was kind of following this boy, not really talking to him. Later, Girl Dine came home wondering where Anna was. Patrick told her she went with Boy B. And this immediately sent Geraldine into panic mode as no one called for Anna. They called the 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 guard eye, which spoke to the boy. What's the guard eye? Okay, I'm gonna look this up. Let's see what's the guard eye. The guardian of peace. Okay, so it's the guards. The guards in. Okay, that's what I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so they called basically their police, and the name means guard of peace, which spoke to the boy who said that they went to the park, and then he left her there to finish his homework. The next day, there was no sign of Anna. Everyone was helping look look for her. Later, the, the guard spoke to boy B again. He said he looked for Anna to meet with another boy, boy A, as she had a crush on him. To let boy A let her down gently. That is so rude. Okay, anyway, he walked them through the route they took before he left. They looked into the other boy, boy A, and asked both of them to walk them through the route. Boy B walked him down a very different path, and Boy A was walking with a limp. He tried to explain this away by saying he was attacked by a man and overpowered. Okay, and overpowered them, but no one believed this. I wouldn't. A thirteen-year-old boy is not like super strong. Um, sorry, thirteen-year-old boys, but I'm for real. Like, they're not. They're not that crazy strong. To overpower a whole man? Yeah, I agree. I don't believe it either. On May 17th, 2018, the police searched Glenwood House, which was in poor condition, and found Anna's body there. She was naked, with her clothes scattered across the room. 
There was blue tape around her neck and death was due to blunt force trauma. There were signs of sexual assault such as an attempt. I'm going to skip some of this stuff because it's not. There were signs of sexual assault. Uh, false nails were scattered as well, meaning Anna was fought. Anna fought back hard. Yeah, if they were a fake nail. So, if they were like acrylics, she was definitely fighting back hard. Because for those of you who don't know like how acrylics work, basically they file your nails so that they're like sandpaper. So, your nails like feel like sandpaper. And then they basically take, um, I don't know what it's called. Is it like resin or something? I don't know. Anyway, they take basically plastic, like melted plastic, and put it over your nails along with like a shape type so that you can, you know, have the tip of your nails like have a shape. And then, yeah, anyway. Then because your nails are basically like sandpaper, the plastic is like stuck to your nails and if it's professionally done which I'm sure it probably was because I'm sure at this age she was having like stick-ons um yeah they're really hard to get off especially like the base of them the base of them is really hard to get off the top part isn't really that hard but anyway like the the nail that you could cut but like the base of your nail that they like put on there if that makes sense this probably isn't sounding like it's making sense but anyway needless to say they're hard to they're hard to get off if they're professionally done okay so meaning Anna was fighting back hard they seized the boys electronics and while they didn't find anything on boy boy b there was a lot on boy a he researched gruesome ways to kill people and abandoned places in Lucon. There was also violent ex videos as well as as well as uh where am I yet? Hang on, sorry I lost my place. Oh, I skipped a part. There was evidence that this was planned. And well before this, A asked B if he wanted to kill someone, B said no and asked A who who did he want to kill anyway. A named Anna. The boys were in court hiding their mother or holding their mother's hands. Oh, so now you want to hold mommy's hand now that you killed somebody. You can't be a big boy now. The story given was B lured Anna to the park to meet with A, walk to Glenwood house, B saw A tearing Anna's clothes off, and B was so scared, he ran away. Both boys were convicted of murder. Okay, so, I don't think B should, should have been charged with murder. I think he should have been charged with something since he lured Anna to the park, but he seems like he didn't really want to do it. Like, it was kind of a peer pressure situation. And kids at that age, at 13 years old, they're so easily persuaded because they just want to fit in. They just want to, you know, be popular, sit at the sit, sit at the um, popular kids' table. That's all they want from life. And although that's not a reason to, like, you know, involve yourself in a murder or anything, um, he probably just really wanted to be boy A's hand, or friend, not hand, be, be boy A's friend. So, I don't think he should have been charged with murder. I think he should have been charged with, like, involvement of a murder or, um, something of that matter. But not murder. Uh, the story was given B lured Anna to the park to meet with A. Walked to Glenwood's house, B saw, um, uh, Okay, I'm going to skip past this since I already read this. Both boys were convicted of murder. They both were expressing feelings of sadness. Okay, boy A could be... Could, could be just... Portraying it. He could be a sociopath. He could be portraying 
emotions just to make people feel bad for him. Because I think that he is a sociopath since he was able to so violently kill this girl. Boy B's father called the jury scumbags and sarcastically clapped congrats for charging an innocent boy. Okay, I get the father's anger. However, your son did involve himself in this murder. So, you shouldn't be calling these the jury scumbags. And also, I f- in some countries, you can get charged with something for being rude like that. The jury said the murder conviction was justified because B knew that he was luring up. Knew what he was alluring Anna into. I agree with that. Okay, so now murder in Ireland is a mandatory life sentence for adults, but not for children. Boy A was given life with a review after 12 years. With the aggravated sexual assault conviction to run concurrently during those 12 years. Boy B was sentenced to 15 years with a review after 8 years. Their identity will be kept secret okay I think boy A should be like fully outed because of how violently he killed Anna I feel I feel like if he wants to make adult decisions he can have the adult consequences and his identity I mean what's the point anyway he's not he's most likely not going to be able to get out of jail their identities will be kept secret, and when they get out, will be offered new identities. Oh, that is wrong. I'm sorry. That That is wrong. Being offered new identities. Okay, so out them anyway. Out them anyway, since you're going to give them new identities. Boy A should fully be, like, outed, you know, in my opinion. James Burglar's mother, Denise... Disagrees with keeping their identity secret, saying that if James's 10 year old killers or honest 13 year old killers aren't properly punished, there will be copycats. And 20, I agree. In 2020, Boy A was assaulted in Auberstown, sustaining minor in- injuries. Okay, I, I agree. He should that assault I agree with. Um, I'm, I'm not someone who agrees with assault. However, he's getting let off so easily, I feel like. Okay, so. Oh, there's a lot of people saying that they watched a documentary and it's way more gruesome than this person is describing. And I feel like it's already being described pretty gruesome. So. There's something, like, mentally wrong with that boy. Okay, let me see how long have we been recording because I see another interesting case. Okay, let, let me take a look. Oh, we've been recording for way too long. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you would like a part two to this, let me know because I may very well do a part two for next week's episode because I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I completely get why Two Hot Takes reads Reddit stories all the time because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, if you would like to tell me about your evil deeds, please feel free to submit it on my Google form. All you have to do is is put into Google l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash do evil deeds and it is the first link on my link tree or you can click the link in the bio of any of my social medias and it's right there so um if you would like to follow my social medias it is at do evil deeds on twitter instagram tiktok yeah i think that's it and then my personal stuff is Destiny underscore Bradshaw. I have just made my own personal TikTok that used to be my book talk. So if you would like to follow my TikTok, I have nothing posted, but feel free to. And it is Destiny underscore Bradshaw. And it has my face on it. And my Instagram is Destiny underscore Bradshaw. And 
if you would like to follow my book Instagram, it is Bradshaw Books, but it is soon going to be deleted um, because I'm just going to combine my personal and my book one together since I feel like they're very similar. Um, let me see. Let me think. Is there anything else that I need to promote? You can buy my book. Uh, it is called The Book of Disappointment. It is available on Amazon if you just search The Book of Disappointment by Destiny Bradshaw, D-E-S-T-I-N-Y. B-R-A-D-S-H-A-W. The Book of Disappointment is available on Amazon. Um, I do reference it quite a lot on this podcast, so feel free to read it. It's not that expensive. Um, you can also get the e-version of it, which the e-version of it is like $4. So, yeah, um, let me think. What else? What else? I believe that's it. So, I do have a book coming out soon, so be prepared for that announcement. Um, but without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um, don't be afraid to like this podcast. Dislike it if you don't like it. Leave a review. Subscribe to it. Look to my link tree. Look at all the links. See what you like. Press what you like. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to do evil deeds.